He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shome 97.7. Et là, c'est Suzuki qui remet vers le devant du filet. Le main est clair. Voilà le tir et le Vous entendez les Attaboys et ainsi de suite. C'est son 25e de la saison. Attaboy indeed. Good morning, Pierre. Yeah, it just came up. <laughs> yeah, you, the microphones the microphones pick up an awful lot these days, eh? Yeah, without spectators, and I couldn't help it. It sounds a little weird the morning after, but uh, yeah, that that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was great, Pierre. It was, uh, as you said last night, and I agree 100% because... I wouldn't describe it as an exciting hockey game to watch. So, uh, in your words, not the prettiest, but a big win for the Habs last night. Oh, yes, a, a huge win. And uh, I think that, um, you know, if you wanted to, uh, to to finally make something good happen in Calgary against the Flames, uh, I mean, at one point you had to win that kind of ugly game. Let's put it this yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, this is what Daryl Sutter is going to throw in your face. He's so good at it. And uh, he's got the players buying his system, at least short term. And uh, it worked out fine two games out of three, which is pretty good, uh, but probably not good enough uh, for the Flames as we speak. So you're right, Terry. This is just a, a gigantic uh, two-point, gigantic win that the Habs uh, actually uh, uh, were able to achieve last night. And uh, not the prettiest way, but uh, the 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 efficient way. Let's put it this way against uh, such a team. I think uh, Dominic Ducharme uh, definitely probably said to Cole Caulfield, "Okay, kid, you want to play? You're going to play." Uh, he played right from the get go, and he played a lot, and he played with a lot of confidence. I thought, didn't you, Pierre? Yes, I think so too, Terry. And one thing he said to to Cole Caulfield as well is, "Have fun." Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's it, it's uh, it's not the um, it's not the, the ideal context uh, last night uh, for a young player to come in because the young player to come in uh, brings also lots of expectations and lots of talent and lots of potential and uh, kind of flashy player and and we've all seen the highlights from his uh, uh, from his uh, career at, in college. Uh, at University of Wisconsin, and we saw what he did in Laval the first uh, couple of games. So, of course, the expectations are, are, are great. But Dominique Duchamp was quick to point uh, to to Cole Caulfield to enjoy the moment. And, boy, remember Kotkaniemi's smile, I, how contagious it was yeah. a couple of years ago? How about Caulfield's smiles last night? They, they were contagious as well. Yeah, and and I think I, I I don't know if the you know this is is true on the bench, but that kind of energy spreads from one end of the bench to the other. The kind of energy that he brought to the game, wouldn't you agree, Pierre? Oh, yes, I agree totally. We we had some ISO shots of him uh, always talking to Tomas Tatar, or vice versa. I could right. say as yeah. well, the veterans trying to bring him in and to build up his his confidence throughout the game. And I'll tell you what, Terry, uh, uh, more than once I asked my partner last night, so what do you think? Does he look like an NHL player? And uh, Mark was quick to point out that uh, he does indeed uh, look like he belongs to the NHL. I mean, this is a small sample as you can yeah. get, Yeah. you know, with only one game. But then again, uh, you, you, I mean, a goalie has some, some, some vision of the game 
uh, that no other people have. And he says, in the offensive zone, he looks such a natural. And you can see the shots coming from everywhere. You can see the north-south aspect of his game, which is quite uh, quite impressive. And um, I think it was also, and I think you'll agree, Terry, it was an, also a wise decision from Dominique Ducharme to play him with Philippe Dano. Yeah. You, you needed to have experience and defensive responsibility, uh, good defensive responsibility type of player uh, to bring him into his first game because it, prob- it was probably more reassuring for him uh, than playing with, uh, with a younger centerman. Let's talk a little bit about Tyler Toffoli because, I mean, it's a joy to watch this guy, but I, I wouldn't describe his game as electric or flashy. You know, he's he's just uh, he's just always. First of all, he's always working, and second of all, he just always seems to know where to go. Um, and and now he's got twenty five goals. What what a what a nice surprise this has been for the Habs. If I say twenty five goals is one more than Alex Ovechkin, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> yeah, how about that? Wow, and it is. And it was he was tied with Connor McDavid. That's before Connor McDavid got the hat trick last night. But 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 that's another ball game. But but my point, Terry, is that it brings him to that level. Isn't it amazing? It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And you read it. You read is perfect. I mean, we, we all know it is not the. He doesn't have the speed uh, like other. Uh, well, let's. I just mentioned McDavid. Yeah. So he's at the other end of the spectrum. Uh, we all know he doesn't have that uh, that explosion, that jump, that speed. Uh, but he's got this amazing, amazing sense of um, getting getting uh, out of the box here and there. Uh, uh, well, not here and there. Uh, very often, putting himself in a good position to get uh, to get a play toward him, and he shoots. He, he's a very good sniper. I mean, he shoots the puck uh, so quickly. And unexpectedly, uh, very often. So uh, it's uh, it's just. A, I mean, talking about refreshing stories, this is one that uh, is absolutely amazing. And uh, boy, was it a big goal! Oh. And and there again, because of the rebound, he was yeah. at the right place at the right time. Yeah. yeah. So your your call is perfect about the way he plays the game. And what an asset! What an acquisition! Just amazing. Um, I I don't want to be a negative guy, uh, Pierre, but is is Jeff Petrie tired? Do you think? Because the last few games, boy, he's made some glaring defensive mistakes. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I it's a good question. Uh, I think that um, it's um, it, it's you know it's it's a situation. I, I would say that when we saw the domino effect when Ben Sherratt had to go and uh, and the coaching staff had to reshuffle the defensive pairings. If you if you go back and if you look at the game log and if you look at uh, the, the last month and a half or so, uh, it seems that his struggles have started at this particular moment. Hmm. You remember Joel Edmondson yeah. was brought up to the, the first pairing with Shea Weber and then it was Brett Kulak playing with him on the left side. And I'm not trying to find excuses because he's, he's old enough and he's a veteran enough to, to pull out of any kind of slump. But you're right. He didn't look too good in Oof. this context. The other, the other thing, Terry, I think that the, the, the Flames style of play 
probably puts his own style of play more at risk than the others. Because as you know, he likes to he likes to do the transition game so yeah. much. He likes to carry the puck. He likes to bring the puck himself to the offensive zone. And I think that when you play uh, such a grinding, tight coverage type of uh, type of, of uh, hockey style like the Flames, maybe he doesn't look so good in those circumstances. But you're right. There is some um, there is some concern uh, about uh, his decisions, about his playmaking. And about about those giveaways that we see too yeah. often in defensive zone. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I think he's a hell of a hockey player. He's just had a bit, I think uh, so too. Yeah, a bit, a bit of a, a rough spot. Um, Pierre, I want to put you on the spot because somebody asked me this yesterday, and I couldn't answer the question. How far are we uh, from the end of the season, and how do the playoffs work? Who's playing who? <laughs> well, the playoff format is as simple as it can be, as it was in the past. So basically, the first two rounds, you stick to your own division. So it's good old one against four, two against three. (laughs) Okay, there you go. There you go for the first two rounds within the divisions. So that's as simple as it can get. Then uh, the uh, winner of each division play each other. The most eastern eastern, uh, divisions play against each other and the most western uh, divisions play against each other, and then the big winners meet uh, in, uh, in in the, in the Stanley Cup playoff. Now, the big question and the legitimate question is, how about borders? That's that's a question that uh, came back uh, that came so often. Uh, the league hasn't made any decision yet because they're still consulting with uh, each state and we with each province. Uh, but uh, what happens? If there is quarantine obligations, for right. instance, so right. we'll see about that. My feeling is that you can play without problems the first two rounds. As of the third round, maybe uh, maybe you have to find some sort of a neutral site or, or some sort of a U.S. site for Canadian cities if there are quarantine rules that prevent uh, the, um, the the scheduling of of, of regular type of uh, of, uh, of meetings and playoff games. And for the Habs, we go to the middle middle of May, second week of May, I think, is it? Yeah, that's right. The, 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 it was supposed to be uh, over by the, the second week of May, but because of the Vancouver Canucks situation, Terry, the, the uh, regular schedule has been stretched out in the second week of May. So the Habs will play on Monday the 10th and also on Wednesday the 12th in Montreal against the uh, Oilers. And those games were not were not scheduled. This was supposed to be some sort of a bye week before playoffs. And uh, the league was wise to set it up because now it's very useful in order to complete the regular uh, schedule. It's, it's like the Flames. They will play their four last games uh, against the Vancouver Canucks. Those are rescheduled games. So they will go late into that uh, that that week, that second week of May. Uh, and then playoffs can can start. And some rumors had Terry that the playoffs elsewhere in other divisions could even start while the regular season is not done here wow. in our section, in our division, because of the uh, the COVID situation with the Canucks. Okay, it's uh, I'm way over time with you, but I I, ju- I have to. It's Maple Leafs tomorrow night. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, yeah. And uh, there are reports in the paper this morning. 
that F1, the Quebec government is hopeful about the F1 race coming without fans. What have you? What are you hearing, Pierre? Well, I was expecting uh, um, a cancellation announcement last Wednesday. Yeah. And here we are, Tuesday morning, <laughs> the week <laughs> after. Uh, so there is something boiling up, Terry, obviously. Yeah. I, I don't want to go in any direction because I don't have the inside information. But there is uh, there is evidently something boiling up. Hopefully, it is something positive. The hint was given by Minister Pierre Fitzgibbon yesterday. And I think that everybody is working very hard right now uh, in, in, in a probably a, a better positive perspective than, than it was about 10 days ago. So let's cross our fingers. Okay, great stuff. Uh, Pierre, thank you. Let's talk Habs Leaves tomorrow. Yeah, and if I do have any uh, more F1 insight, uh, I'll be sharing with pleasure tomorrow morning, Terry. All right. Thanks very much, Pierre. Enjoy the sun. Okay, you too.